Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay, I'm going to uh, minister to those of us who have been together for a little while for the past few weeks and maybe some who are listening, but and especially those who are here on Wednesdays. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, um, I'm warning you in advance, those of you who have been a while, you're going to hear a lot of scriptures, but I, I pray Holy Spirit will tie this together and Lord, that's my prayer right now. Thank you for everything, yes and amen, everything that Pastor Tory just prayed. But now, Lord, I pray that you would give us ears to hear, eyes to see, hearts to receive. Holy Spirit, speak to us. We want to know your truth. Your word is truth. Lord Jesus, you said your, your words are spirit and they are life. Holy Spirit, please bring animation, bring life to these words that we're about to receive. May they bring life to the hearers. Not feel good. Lord, please. We never want to be in the position where we're hearing a self-help type of message, where we're hearing an inspirational speech. Save it be, Lord, inspiration by your Holy Spirit. So teach us, guide us, lead us, Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. So right with that, we're going to begin in a, a, a scripture that we've been together in. 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Some will be up, some of it won't. Bear with me. I has not seen nor ear heard nor have entered into the hearts of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Now we know that the Holy Spirit right here is using an Old Testament prophecy, an Old Testament word. So my brothers and sisters, the reason why I want to pause here is because there are so many critics and there are so many things that are being preached and taught today by Christians which say that only the, le- the words of Jesus are real and relevant, even many parts of the New Testament, especially those that are of Paul, are not really real and relevant. It's not what we live by, what we should... Uh, doctrinally what we should believe and how we should conduct our lives and how society and the culture should uh, be conducted or it should be reflective only of those things, please hear me, only of those things that Jesus said when he was on earth. My brothers and sisters, Jesus himself said that he was here not just to bring this new covenant, but he was here to fulfill the old covenant. And even the early apostles, when they were preaching and teaching, when they were sharing the good news, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, they did it in the light of the Old Testament prophecies, the Old Testament scriptures. All scripture is real and relevant for today. We need to understand that. And it's a shame that someone, who has, someone who's been preaching for almost 20 years now has to say that again. And I know most of you in here believe that, but there are, being, there, there, there are so many things that are being told to you. So now here we go. We're beginning this lesson, or there are so many other references, but today we're beginning this uh, reference, or we're beginning, I should say, this message with a reference from Isaiah chapter 64, Old Testament reference. Why? Because it is real and relevant. I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. Capital S, His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the Spirit of man which is in him. Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now, verse 12, we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God. Holy Spirit, amen? Amen that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him. Now, let me ask you all something, and be honest with me. Have you heard this before? Of course, many times in recent weeks. But Holy Spirit is pounding and pushing and teaching and prodding and leading, and directing. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. We haven't received everything that we... um that God has for us. We, we, God is not real to us or we're not even walking in that victory that God has already given us because we're trying to receive it by the, in the natural. We're looking at it through the natural. 
we're looking at our circumstances, our situations, and we're saying, well, God is not working. I mean, there's still sickness, there's still death of loved ones, there's still all of these things that are happening, and, but, but we're not receiving those things that are, listen, supernatural, the things of the Spirit of God. Okay. For they are foolishness to them, nor can they be known, or He can know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Spiritually discerned, spiritually understood, spiritually recognized, spiritually, my brothers and sisters, taken apart, or really relevant, made real to us, brought real to us, spiritually, supernaturally. We can't understand what what the Scripture is telling us so very plainly. If you try to understand this thing with your human intellect, you're not going to get it. So now we got to ask ourselves this morning, what is our spiritual or what is your spiritual IQ? What is it? What's your spiritual IQ? Next slide. Everybody knows what IQ is. It's intelligent quotient, right? A, a quantitative assessment of the human intellect. It measures how smart you are, what your, what your intellectual level might be, where you are intellectually. So today, brothers and sisters, asking you, what is your spiritual IQ? Where are you spiritually? What are you able to understand? What level? Many of you, I mean, you've, have you heard this, uh, this idiom, you know, uh, about getting into a, a, a battle of wits with an unarmed opponent? Now, some of you giggle because you know what that means. If you're not really sure what that means, you may have been in that battle and not even realized. <laughs> I'm glad you're laughing. But, but think about that. That's the problem with some of us as Christians. Let me remind you again of what it says in Ephesians chapter 6, beginning verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Verse 12, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, and against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Our battle is not against what we can see. Our battle is against what we cannot see. And my brothers and sisters, I know that everything I'm about to say to you, everything I've said thus far, you already know, you've already heard it. But again, if you heard it, but you have a very low spiritual IQ then you're not getting it. Oh, you're hearing it, but are you paying proper attention to it? And those of us who have been in the Word for a long time, and some of us may have somewhat of a spiritual IQ, but are we getting worn down? Are we getting tired? Are we getting disillusioned? Is because we're not experiencing that victory that God really placed us in, but because we're getting beat about the head and shoulders constantly, we just kind of lose a little bit of our zis boom ba as it were. Right? Uh, just this morning, Michelle and I were talking. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm not complaining. I'm not crying. I'm not moaning. Just, just as a... I don't care what you think. Here. We're, it's, it's been tough. We're all going through battles. And if you'll remember the, uh, the information that I gave you within the last couple of weeks about that young man that I saw, hadn't seen in a long time. He, uh, I saw him last year, and he told me about you know, being two years sober, and the Lord is working in his life, and he's, he's happy, and he's, you know, he's just, his countenance was different. Then I saw him a couple of weeks ago, and same countenance and everything, but as we talked, as we were speaking, he was telling me how rough it's been, how the, the enemy, I mean, he's really up against it. And I told him, you're noticing that now, and now you're a threat to him. You're in the war. You're right in the middle of it. So Michelle and I were talking this morning about, and, and, and immediately, I mean, I went in, I was praying because I really was struggling with all that's going on and everything else, and I'm, you know, and I'm, what message, Lord? What do you? And I'm praying, the Lord, and I'm telling you, it's Holy Spirit. You don't believe me? Take it up with God. But Holy Spirit immediately checked me and said, "If you fall, if you give in, if you disengage from this battle, not only will you be affected, but there will be many people that will be affected." Hallelujah. See, my brothers, my sisters, my, my listen, it's not only about you. If you have children, it's about your children. 
If you don't have children, it's about those loved ones around you. If you don't have any loved ones immediately around you, then it's about those people that God put in your atmosphere because you are in a battle. If you love the Lord, if you've engaged at all, I'm telling you something, you are a threat to the enemy and he's going to bring everything that he can against you. But he's powerless. Well, it don't seem like... It, it, listen, it's because of our spiritual IQs. We've let our guard down. We've, we've went ahead and we allowed the world to dictate and to tell us what it should look like as we're walking as a Christian. What it should look like and how we feel because we're in the middle of this thing and we're so tired and unhappy and blah, 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 blah. All those things are real. They're real. But what is our spiritual IQ? When we read this, are we reading this spiritually? Are we asking Holy Spirit reveal? Are we trying to get it settled in my, our minds and in our hearts where we can understand it intellectually before we go ahead and believe it? Oh, well, I'll get there. Let me go a little bit further here. So here, we're going to go back to another scripture that we've been in for a long time. And, and please, bear with me. Hallelujah. In Ephesians chapter 3, beginning in verse 16, that he would, he God, he God would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. This is talking about his spirit strengthening our spirit, us on the inside. That Christ may dwell in your hearts, how? Through faith. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Do you want to stop being a whipping person for the enemy of your soul? Do you want to have some fresh zisboomba as it were? Then you need to know what the fullness... You need to know that God loves you. Oh, you say that all the time, Tony. But, well, get rid of the but. There is no but. God loves you, and it doesn't depend on your performance. It doesn't depend on what you said, what you did. It depends on Him and what He did at the cross. He's committed to you, and He loves you. Period. There is no but. He loves you. And He's committed to you, and He wants you to know what what you have in Him. But it can only be discerned spiritually. And what he has for you is spiritual. And you and I, by faith, receive that spiritually. And see, we keep, again, we keep trying to, 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 to really contemplate it and really figure it out intellectually before we put it to work in our lives. It doesn't work that way. No, faith says it doesn't make sense, but I'm going to do it anyway. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But now let's go look at Galatians. And those of us who have been together on Wednesdays, we looked at this one, I think this last Wednesday. Galatians 5.22 and 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Look at what we highlighted here. That is a fruit of the what? Spirit. Capital S. That's a fruit of God's Holy Spirit. Right? So we know that in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 12, 3, Therefore I make known to you that no one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say that Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. My, 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 my friends, my, my brothers, my sisters, um, people, whether you like me or don't like me, it doesn't matter. This isn't Tony's Word. This is God's Word. You can't say that Jesus is Lord of your life, and it be true unless it's by Holy Spirit. You can't have faith unless Holy Spirit has dealt you the measure. You can't understand His Word unless Holy Spirit is living inside of you. Come on now. You can't say that Jesus is in you. What did Jesus just bodily, you know, you opened your mouth when you prayed and He came inside? No. Holy Spirit. Jesus lives inside of us by His Spirit. And we believe it and we trust it. It's only by faith. Only by faith. But if we continue to try to understand it in, by, by our own intellect, if we continue to try, oh listen, if we continue to try experiencing it before we believe it, you won't get it. Signs follow belief, not the other way around. Right? But too many times we're looking for signs before we will believe. So, listen, listen to what Jesus said even though he was there in the flesh, he did many miraculous things, but those who always wanted to challenge him said, show us a sign so we'll know. 
He said, okay, there have been so many signs, there have been so many, I'm I'm speaking, listen, I'm just saying, attitude-wise, he's already done so many things. He's already spoken so many things. And so now, okay, none of those things have satisfied them, so now at their behest, at their request, show us this. Jesus said, there's not going to be any sign for you except the sign of Jonah, who was in the belly of the whale or the fish for three days. So will the Son of Man be in the grave for three days. Hallelujah! And when he rose, guess what? They tried to say, nope, didn't happen. His, his followers moved the body. His followers hit the body. They still didn't believe. I believe. Do you believe? I believe. I believe. Hallelujah. Romans 14.23 he who doubts is condemned if he eats, but he who does not eat from faith, for whatever is not from faith is sin. So now look, in fairness, I'm going to give you context. We know, and those of us who studied Wednesday together, and I want to say, by the way, if you're not coming on Wednesdays, why? Or why not, as it were? Why not? Well, you got something better to do? Oh, I didn't have to come Sunday to hear that. Uh, listen, maybe it's not convenient. Maybe it's not. So what? You will drive, 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 drive for your favorite restaurant. You will drive, 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 drive for your favorite vacation spot. You will go out of your way to do certain things. But listen, maybe this isn't your cup of tea. Maybe my teaching isn't your cup of tea. Fine. Then go someplace close where they're teaching and preaching truth. Spend some time hearing. Faith cometh by hearing. My brothers and sisters, please, God is doing something here on Wednesdays. Holy Spirit is here for sure on Wednesdays. My brothers and sisters, God is good to us. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And forgive me, because I started to give you context for the last. And what the last one was, was, you know, in context, Holy Spirit was ministering through Paul. And what he was saying was that there are some Christians who believe that they still shouldn't, they still follow law. There was certain things as it relates to restrictions to food and stuff. And there were other restrictions who realized, other Christians, excuse me, who realized that in Christ they're free to eat whatever they wanted. And so what he's saying is, look, don't let those things bother you. But here's the thing. If you still are convicted about eating, then don't eat. If you're not, if you're not certain, then don't do it. Because anything you do without conviction, without being by faith, it's sin. So, so let me apply that to us today. I don't know if I should see that particular movie because fill in the blank. Don't see it. I don't know if I should go to this particular get-together because, fill in the blank, don't go. I don't know if I should date this particular individual because, fill in the blank, don't. This is what I've preached to everybody and especially to our young people. When in doubt, don't. Period. If you live your life by that, you will not get into trouble. When in doubt, don't. Some of the Worst situations that I've gotten myself into have been I knew that there was this slight check or I put out fleece before God and just trusting Him for a yes or a no. And because I didn't hear yes or no, I, I, I just went with it. And some of the worst mistakes that I've made, but praise God, He's not willing that I should go ahead and linger and languish in that period, in that, in that season, in that position, in that situation, because all things work together for good for those who love the Lord, for those who are the called according to His purpose. All of this, yes, anything and everything. What the enemy means to take you down with, what the enemy means to go ahead and shake your faith, to get you away from God, to get you to go down a different path, God can use that situation. God can use that thing and turn it around for your good. Because here I am testifying. When I missed God because I was waiting for the answer and I didn't get the answer but I went ahead anyway man that's when that was a mistake so I'm here to tell you learn from my mistakes when in doubt don't hallelujah do I sound mad okay good because I because I'm not hallelujah so now let's go first John 5 4 whatever is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that has overcome the world what 
Our faith, our faith, the just shall live by their faith. Faith. My brothers and sisters, do you get the message here? See, we know, and I've heard so many people say it, about how faithful they are. I'm trusting God and I'm believing. So some of us are really good at trusting and believing God for certain things. But then there are other things that, you know, we don't trust Him for or we get in the middle of. We think that we can handle it or we've heard or we've seen something else and we're going by somebody else's guidelines or by our own. By our own. You hear me? By our own. I'm too smart. I'm smart enough. I don't need God. See, now we don't verbalize that. We don't verbalize that. But if we're not doing it by faith, if we're not doing it according to God's will, God's way, it's sin. If we're going according to our own intellect, what we think we know, or if, if pride is guiding us, I'm not going to submit to God. See, now we may not say those words, and we may not even think that way. However, we cannot guide our life. We can't go ahead and live part of our life and say, I'm going to live my life by faith, but then there's other areas that we're not going to live our life by faith. Either we trust Him or we don't. And I will grant you that there are some areas in our lives, each of us have different areas in our lives where it might be a little bit easier to trust God with and it might be harder to trust God with. How many of you have had children that have been ill and you're praying for them and you want them healed right now? Come on. And they weren't healed right now. Grandchildren who were sick and you're praying for them and you want them healed right now. But they're not. Do you stop believing? What it, see, uh, sometimes there are those things where we, have no, we lose control. We don't have any control. And then we go to God. See, when, when, when the doctors have done all that they can do, when uh, this person or that person who has been the one who has been the one that we look to to help us in whatever area, name it. I had this person that was my mentor as it relates to this business that I'm in. This person helped me with jobs. Or I have this area of my life where I'm just really good at this and I'm able to succeed and I have status and stature as it relates to that area. But all of a sudden that fails. Then we can go to God. But when we think that we're getting by according to our own human intellect, when we think that we're getting by according to our own abilities, we start to relax in some of those areas. I'm telling you, my brothers and sisters, the same God that you're going to for this healing when every, all hope looks like it's lost and you have no other choice but to make your appeal to God, that is the same God that wants you to get up in the morning and say, thank you God because you lifted my head this morning. Same God. That same God that wants you to say, Lord, I trust you with my children today. Lord, I trust that my children are not going to listen to these lies out there. Lord, I'm lifting my children up to you right now. Lord, my children have already made some mistakes, but I know that you said, believe on you, and you'll be saved, and your whole house will be saved. So Lord, I'm counting on you to save my children right now. It doesn't look good right now, Lord. But I'm putting my faith and my trust in you. Come on, or are you hearing me? No, we wait for these desperate things. Hallelujah. I'm going to read to you. It's not probably going to be on the board. I don't even know what I gave uh, Mary and Anthony today, so just bear with me. Back to Ephesians 6. We don't wrestle with flesh and blood, but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand the evil, in the evil day and having done all to stand. So my brothers and sisters, wouldn't it be so nice? Wouldn't it be so nice? And I've done this before, so i got a lot of new people I get to do it again. Wouldn't it be so nice if it was just as simple as, okay, pick up the whole armor of God. All right? Thank you for conveniently leaving that for me, God. And so now I'll just put it on. You see what I just did? Okay, God wants us to do that spiritually. And He explains it to us further in, in, in that chapter. And I'm not going to go there, but you understand you've heard it before. He explains it to us. So now part of it is our responsibility. And it all hinges on faith. And how do we have faith? Holy Spirit. 
It's spiritually given to us. So now we have this third person of the Trinity who, you know, many years now, it's been... I, 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 I want to say this. Many years it's been misconstrued. It's been made to be something that it's not, and, and therefore many people have been afraid of it, shied away from it. I'll tell you this, I heard recently, a, a, and I'm not going to name names because I, don't, I just don't want that to be the issue. I, I, I've, I've heard from very people who I respect, uh, ministers and preachers, teachers, who were raised and came up in, in, in um, seminaries that didn't really believe like, you know, the full gospel as it relates to, you know, tongues and, and all the manifestations of the Spirit. They were kind of limiting the Holy Spirit a little bit. And then anybody like me who would preach about the gifts are for today, manifestations are for today, that we're doctrinally, we're not, we're not there. Now, some of these people that, uh, if I were to say, you know who they are, and, and very, very accomplished in the ministry, have done marvelous things by Holy Spirit. But there was these other things that they just shied away from. Well, guess what? I'm hearing testimonies now that there are several of these uh, men of God who now believe because they've been baptized with the Holy Ghost. And now all of a sudden, they are speaking in tongues and they're laying their hands on the sick and they're having to recover. They, ha- they had done that before, believing that if they prayed for the sick that they would be healed. But now there's this whole other dimension to their belief. There's this whole other dimension because of their faith rising to a different level. For them seeing men of God who believe in the full gospel of God. Those who believe that the gifts and manifestations are for today. They're just as real. And they see that manifested in those men's lives, knowing that those men are learned in the scriptures and not being silly about it not flapping their wings and and dancing and falling out and pushing people down and all of that other stuff and then looking at each other and laughing because you got this spirit of laughter and boy what that has done was made people afraid of it and I have people who have lived under this preaching for 18 years who still now do not Either don't believe it, don't care about it, or just think that it's not important enough. Well, I'm going to tell you something. If you're not baptized in the Holy Ghost, why not? Why not? We need the fullness. We want everything God has for us. No, that's only when we get in trouble. I've got God, I've got this, I've got it on I've got it on you know, autopilot God, but every once in a while when that thing tries to steer the wrong way, I need you. No, we need God each and every day. I'm in just as need of a Savior today as I was whenever it was 40 years ago when I got saved. But I have Him, listen, I have Him spiritually. I don't have the bodily Jesus living in my house with me. I will say this, I have one of his daughters living in a house with me who embodies, listen, who embodies his spirit and then I see that displayed every once in a while, but not all the time. No, I'm just kidding. I see that displayed, right? Like we, each other, get, we see it displayed. So now watch. There have been a few times, and many of you may have heard or whatever, where I, I will pray in tongues. I don't know if it's offended anybody. I, I don't... At this point, I don't care. And there have been some times when I'm praying in the prayer language, you know what, you don't need to know I'm praying to God. But, but, but pastor, it says that you know, when you get up and you say a tongue before the Lord, it has to be interpreted. Yes, it does. When the message is for the church, it has to be interpreted. But if I'm praying to God, it doesn't have to be interpreted. God knows. The Spirit is praying through me. Because sometimes you know what it's like? Sometimes I don't even know what to say anymore. I'm tired of repeating the same things over and over to God for you and then not seeing any results. So Spirit, I don't even know what to pray anymore. So Spirit, pray. Hallelujah. Pray in your most holy. Pray in the Holy Spirit. But we're so afraid of these things. But praise God. He's not afraid. He's not afraid. So now here we are in this spiritual battle and we're limiting our spiritual weapons. Why? Because it don't make sense to me. Are you kidding me? If it has to make sense to me intellectually, then it's too small. If I can't believe it until I could figure it out, then it ain't worth believing. Is anybody with me? So listen, I am so sick and tired of being a punching bag for the enemy of our soul. 
I'm so sick and tired of so many people going in and out. Got this problem, got that problem. And then, you know, then stay home from church. Don't go to church. Don't, don't go with uh, God's people, either because they feel bad about it or they just are, are too sick and tired and just don't want to do it, or too lazy, or looking for the other handout from the, that they could get from the other. Because any handout you, that you get that's not of God, I'm telling you, it's not for your betterment. It's not going to make you better. Anything that you get that's not of God, it's to keep you where you are or to bring you down. Uh-oh. I'm not going to settle for the crumbs that the enemy will throw me just to keep me where I'm at. There's no way. See, I've read that scripture, you see, and Holy Spirit has ministered. I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor has entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for those who love Him. But the Spirit reveals it to me, and the Spirit reveals it to you, and I'm not just talking about walking on streets of gold or the crystal sea. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being able to experience the fullness of God while I'm here, and in the middle of my situations and circumstances, to be more than a conqueror through Him who loved me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, so, so why will I limit the Holy Spirit in my life? Because it's silly? Because people might make fun of me? Because I, you know, because I don't feel it? What? Let me, let me, I'm going to go. I, I brought the notes from Wednesday with me. So, you Wednesday folks, God love you. I love you too. If, he do, if you're good enough for him, you're good enough for me. So think about this. This is where we were. That's what I'm saying. If you're missing Wednesdays, you don't. We've been studying 1 John 5. 1 John 5, beginning in verse 9. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. For this is the witness of God, that which he has testified of his Son. He who believes the Son of God, first of all, let me, let me pause here. Those of you on Wednesday, just pray for me right now because you know what I'm going to say. John, there's two things that you can get out of John's, both the gospel that he wrote and his letters. Number one, Jesus is God. If you don't learn anything from the Apostle John, Holy Spirit speaking through John, Jesus is God. There ain't no doubt about it. He is, the, he is deity. And John repeats it over and over again. And, and, and what's the other thing? Say, say it. God is love. God is love. So if you don't get anything else from John, you get those two things. Jesus is God. You get the deity of Jesus, and you know that God is love. Period. That's it. And if you don't know God, you don't know love. But if you know God, and you, then you know love. So now let's. If we receive the witness of men, the witness of God is greater. So what he's saying is, if you'll believe men, you'll believe men. Right? You believe men. You believe people. You believe people in your life, don't you? Some people. About other things, not necessarily just spiritual things, but you believe other people. If but the witness of God is greater. So you'll believe men, but he's telling you, Holy Spirit is telling you right here, but God is greater. For this is the witness of God, which he has testified of his Son. He who believes the Son of God has the witness in himself. What is that witness? Holy Spirit. Remember all of the other teachings? That's why I've got to keep repeating things over and over again. Because you don't listen. Or if you listen, but you're not listening with your spiritual ears. When you accept Jesus Christ at the cross, and you listen, not just say, okay, Jesus, I expect... No, Jesus, I know that I need to go another way. When you repent, when you go down there and you say, Jesus, I want you to be the Lord of my life. Amen? Amen? Okay. I want you to be... When you do that, you receive Holy Spirit. You receive, a, you receive the Spirit of adoption. And it says that now that Holy Spirit in you is witnessing to you that you are the sons and daughters of God. And now you are able to understand the Scripture without having to analyze it and do all this other stuff. He's going to reveal truth to you. That doesn't mean that you're instantaneously... Listen, so many times, and we discussed this on Wednesday, so many times we just read the Scripture and that's it. We did our duty, we checked the box, we go. No, the Bible says, study the Word to show thyself approved. A workman, right? Come on. Study. Study the Word. Just don't casually read it like a textbook. Study it. I want to know this, God. I, I, wish that we were, I wish I had a list of questions from people who are reading and they don't really understand. I'm not going to t- tell you that I'm the Bible answer man or anything. No, but let's explore it together. Maybe God has revealed something to me. Or maybe there is something that we can help each other with. But my brothers and sisters, that doesn't happen. Why? Because we're reading to check the box. If we're reading at all. 
And then when we check the box, okay, we've done our duty, we go out there, forget what we read, and just live life according to our own mind, our own spirit. Are you with me? Uh Uh-oh, I didn't need to come to church to hear that. Why not? Why not? Don't you want to have the victory? Don't you want to realize all of these things that God has for you, and then, listen, be able to live in them? Hallelujah. Aren't you tired of being tired and sick? And Oh, come on. Hallelujah. Aren't you tired of the same thing over and over and over again? Yeah. Hallelujah. He who believes in the Son has the witness in himself. He who does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his Son. See, if you don't believe, you're calling God a liar. Wow. So on Wednesday when we got into this, I mean, it just it struck me. So how many times do we read the word we say we believe, but we don't really believe because we're acting out a different way? God, you said this, but. You said this, but. And then we do something different or our actions show that we don't really believe. God is saying, then you're calling me a liar. If I've given that witness to you, if I've testified of that in your life through my word and by the Spirit, and then you go ahead you, you, and you don't believe it, you don't trust in it, then you're calling me a liar. Wow. Wow. That's serious. For some of us who have been in the Word for a long time, I hope you take that as serious as I do. That's serious. Remember, what is not done by faith is sin. Why? Because if we say that we believe God, but then we don't operate according to His Word, we're calling Him a liar. Right? Hallelujah. I knew you were... Let me... Let me go back. Let's go back in Acts... St. Stephen, the first martyr on record besides Jesus. He's a holy man. What does it say about him? Filled with the Spirit. He was a man of God filled with the Spirit. He was one of the original deacons. Filled with the Spirit. So he's confronted and he's preaching and he's ministering to the same people that killed Jesus. To the same people that had already arrested people, had already scourged people, already had people scourged, beaten. He's already given people a hard time, already given Christians a hard time. He gets in front of them and he starts laying it down. He's preaching. He's preaching. And he's doing it in love. But they are so angry. They don't want to believe. I'm going to read to you out of Acts chapter 7. This is what he said to them. You stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart. See, remember, he's talking to Jews who are circumcised according to the law. But now he's saying, you are uncircumcised in your heart and ears. But listen to what he says. You always resist Holy Spirit. See, they have the word, they have the letter of the law. But they don't, they can't, they can't receive it. Why? Because they're resisting Holy Spirit. They knew the, they knew the word forward and backward. See, you can read this thing until you're blue in the face and you can memorize it until you're blue in the face. But my brothers and sisters, unless you have a spiritual, a spiritual commitment with Jesus, unless you understand it by the Holy Spirit, you're spinning your wheels. You're spinning your wheels. Without faith, it's impossible to please Him. Right? Hebrews 11.6 He who goes to God must believe that He is. He is what? He is God. And that He, God, is a reward of those who diligently seek Him. Right? Hallelujah. So, my brothers and sisters, here you go. They they, they know the Word, but it's not fitting their mode. It's not fitting what they think it should be. According to what? Their intellect. According to what they had pictured and planned. According, listen, according to their, oh man, hallelujah, I hope somebody's getting this. You all look like you're so serious. I'm having fun up here right now. Hallelujah. Now what, because you know, I could relate to this. 
God, how many times in my heart when I was a baby Christian did I pray and, I'm, and, I'm, and I've, I've confessed this to you. God, it's not supposed to be this way. How many times did I mention to you a moment ago that I prayed for my kids? God, you love us. And, you, and there's healing. You told me that by your stripes we are healed. How many times? How many times did I lay hands on this one? How many times did I cry over that one and the one that's in the other room holding her on my chest and begging God for her? And that fever so high in her, I could feel it on my body. And the only way I love this bond that me and my daughter have, the only way that that my daughter could sleep at all when she was a baby is I had to lay like this, hold her on my chest, and that's the only way anybody in the house could get some peace because you lay her down, she's crying. That baby doesn't know anything except she don't feel good. And she's burning up, and I'm saying, God, this isn't supposed to happen. God. And so now, uh, understand my heart. I have more Holy Spirit in me. Why? Because I, I understand the scripture that says, be not drunk with wine where it is in excess, but be ye being filled with the Holy Spirit. Be in this constant state of being filled. So now, God has been moving me from glory to glory just as by His Spirit, and now I understand something, you see. I understand my expectation was okay of God, but listen, listen, but my my expectation was okay, but my learned or learning experience needed to be enhanced. So God needed me to cry out to Him more. God needed me to understand, you can't do this, Tony. You can't fix this. You've tried to fix everything else in your life. You're making the money you think you're doing this to support your family. When I am Jehovah Jireh, I'm the one that's providing for you. You don't need to work three jobs and worry about that. Oh yeah, if that's what you got to do to do it. But make sure you're giving me the thanks and the credit because I'm the one that's strengthening you to work three jobs. I'm the one that put those jobs in your path. So be thankful to me. I'm the same one that allowed the enemy to test you in that area. I'm the same one that allowed the enemy to do that. Why? So that you would know that you know that you know it's not by might nor by power, but by my Spirit, says the Lord. Hallelujah. I need to be brought to my knees and trust Him. Not myself. Not my own intellect. And not just wait until there's no other thing. There's no desperation. Should I do that? Absolutely. When you're desperate, absolutely. But why wait? Why wait? You stiff-necked and uncircumcised the heart and ears. You always resist Holy Spirit just as your fathers did. This is what he's saying to them. I don't want to resist Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is where I get my faith. Holy Spirit is where I get my... Listen, Holy Spirit is where I get my spiritual insight. I don't understand the things of God without Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is where I get my confidence. He's bearing witness with my spirit that I'm God's son. But yet we stifle Him. I've shared with you over the past few weeks, again, about quenching the Holy Spirit or grieving the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is our connection with God. So when we stifle Him, when we grieve Him, when we quench Him, we're really limiting our relationship with God, our connection with God. How do we do that? Well, the Bible tells us, listen, I'm I'm not going to even give you more scripture. I can can load you down with scriptures. But isn't it true that the Bible says, listen, to abstain from all appearance of evil? Don't even look like it's bad. Don't even look like it. I think my granddaughters are getting tired of me saying and they, they're good kids so they don't holler at me too much. Too much skin. Too much skin. Too much skin. I even tell my wife, too much skin. Too much. But why, why do we even, does that, does that mean that I think that my grandchildren are evil? No, not at all. Not at all. My grandchildren, if they're not saved now, they will be saved. Ain't no doubt about it. Hear that? You will be saved. Why? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you'll be saved and your whole house will be saved. I'm believing. I'm trusting. Hallelujah. But my brothers and sisters, don't even look like them. Don't act like them. Be different. Oh, Tony, does that mean I have to wear, if I'm a woman, I have to wear you know, dresses down to my ankles? No. No. But when you buy something or you put something on and you're wondering, should I do this? Don't do it. Don't do it. If you're trying to justify it because of what your 
peers are doing or not doing? Don't why? why? Holy Spirit is your guide. Holy Spirit's your teacher, isn't he? Right? So now watch. I want to go further and I want to go deeper. There are some in this room who have been baptized with the Holy Ghost. There are many in this room who have not. And there are many listening. Don't even, many of them probably already turned it off because of the doctrine or theology that they were raised in. And they're, they're taught to be, let, you know, that's nonsense. It's a, no, it's not nonsense. That is God in us. Amen? These signs shall follow those who believe in my name. They will cast out demons. Right? In my name, they will do these things. He didn't say, listen, these signs shall follow those who believe until the first century is over or until that generation dies out. He never qualified it that way. These signs shall follow those who believe. Now watch. If I want to limit what the Holy Spirit, what the Holy Spirit can do supernaturally through those manifestations and those gifts, then how can I have the confidence that I'm saved? Boy, it's getting quiet in here. See, because it's that Holy Spirit inside of me bearing witness with my spirit that I am the Son of God. So I'm going to depend on Him for that. But any other area in my life, He's closed out. I don't want you in that. Really? No. It's not that way. Well, I don't understand it, Pastor. I want it, but. Get rid of the but. Get rid of the but. I want it, but. But what? When you really get right down to it, but what? I'm waiting for that moment. Or I'm waiting for him to grab me by the... It's not going to happen. It won't happen. How do we get anything from God? Ask him. In that whole thing that we're talking about, uh, let me see if I go back to my notes real quick. Yes, I can. Hallelujah. God, you're good. And this is verse 11 of John, 1 John 5. And this is the testimony of the witness that God gives to us. Eternal life. And this life is in his Son. He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son does not have life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. You may know it. Without a doubt, you can know it. If you believe on the Son of God, if you believe that Jesus Christ is exactly who He said He was, and He is now the Lord of your life, He is God in the flesh, and He told you and me that we have to love above everything else, and He told me and you that if we love Him, we'll do what He's asked us to do. And He told me that if we really have love in Him, in us for Him, then we'll love each other. Not just by words, but in deed. In that? Okay, so now we understand that, right? Okay, now this is the confidence that we have in Him. That if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if we know that He hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we've asked of Him. Did you, hear, did you understand what that says? We had a great prayer time. We've had a few great prayer times now over the last few weeks on Wednesday nights. We've shared a little bit of word. We've, sang, we've, we've sung our songs. We've worshipped God and we've had some really solid prayer times. And I want to tell you, I really do believe sincerely in my heart, not just preacher talk, that those things have made a difference in my life. Has it been hard? Yes, it's been hard. But I don't think that I would have made it through another week without it. And I'm telling you that in this prayer and in this time of meditation and we're looking at these words and sometimes we're looking at them over and over again. That's what meditation is. That's what studying the Word of God is. Not necessarily reading a word, okay, done with that one, go to the next one. No, let's really hash this out. Let's, let's, let's discuss it. Let's look at it. Let's pray about it. Let's let Holy Spirit minister to us so now it's real to us and we can put it into action in our lives. So now I'm reading all of this about Holy Spirit, about the witness of God and receiving the testimony and by faith. If I don't do anything by faith, then I'm calling him a liar. So now anything that he says for me, I believe. Anything that he says I have, I have. And then when he says this, when I have all of those things in line, he says that I can have confidence that when I'm praying things, he hears. And if he hears, I can have confidence that he's going to answer. Now, it may not always be the answer that I want. Let's get this square. It may not always be the answer that I want, but I still have to have confidence. Because listen, listen, my faith in Him is not based on His performance. 
It's based on who He is. And the one performance, He died for me. No one else did. He did. So now watch. I go to Him. Parents, I've, I've used this example so much, but so many of us in this room, wouldn't you like to know that you know that you know that when your child is sick, you're going to Jehovah Rapha. And you know the God that heals. And you know the Scripture. The Scripture says that with His stripes we are healed. You know that it says, well, come on, that He's the God, my God that healeth. My Lord, my healer. Jehovah Rapha, right? You know all of this. That's an awesome thing. So you have faith, you trust in that. Wouldn't it be nice to know that you know that you know, you get down on your face before God, you're praying for your kids, and God is hearing you. And you can have confidence in it. But you can only have confidence in it, my brothers and sisters, not just because you've read the words on the page, but because those words on the page got down inside of you and it was mixed with faith because the Holy Spirit is down on the inside of you, bearing witness with your spirit that you are His kid. And He is hearing His kids just like you hear your kids when they're crying, when they're sick. Did that sound mad? No, I'm not mad. But my, here's what I, my, man, I'm, I'm, I am. I'm sick and tired of God's kids living less than where God means them to be. I'm sick and tired of us, listen, living according to our own minds, our own status, our own stature. We're letting our pride, we're letting our egos, we're letting our own intelligence get in the way. The way of what? And just trusting God. I've trusted Him and I'm not... No, you can't see it. You can't see it until you listen, until you release your everything you are to Him. You won't see it. Hallelujah. This is the confidence that we have. That He hears our petitions and will have them. God. That's our God. If Listen, remember in Romans 8? In Romans 8 where it says that how is He who did not spare His own Son but gave Him up for us all, how He will not freely give us all things. Didn't it say that? God proved to us how much He loved us when He took a body and He was beaten beyond recognition. And how is that God that would do that for us hold back any good thing from us? Does that... Listen, now look, I told you, we don't have to understand it with our intellect, but even... You don't even have to be a spiritual giant to figure that one out. Isn't that right? Hallelujah. Stand with me, please. Listen, the singers come. I don't know what song we got. We're going to sing a song. But I want you to know as we sing this song, if you know that God has ministered to you, come on. If you know that God has ministered to you and you want prayer, you want more of the Holy Spirit. You want more of the Holy Spirit. You want Holy Spirit to minister to you. Or you've been praying about something. You want to get in a prayer and agreement. Let's do it. Let's do it together. Let's, let's worship God. Let's just worship God. Let's just give it to God. Do you trust Him? Do you believe Him? This is the time. Let's release it to God. Let's give all that we are, all that we have. Let's put our faith and our trust in God. Go ahead. Come on up. Come on up. When they're singing, come on up.